0: Welcome to Gavin Grow, a podcast that's all about helping you become an incredibly successful student at Western Connecticut State University. Although if you're not from WCSU, you may still find the information useful if you stick with us, so listen in. I'm your host and fellow travel buff, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we're talking about a subject that's of particular interest to me. It's all about international studies, study abroad opportunities, and ISEP, which is the International Student Exchange Program. Um, And with us to talk about these incredible opportunities are Donna Warner, who is our International Services Coordinator at WCSU. Hi, Donna. Hi, Mary Beth. (laughs) (laughs) And Victor Nehmer, who is a WCSU student who has taken advantage of ISEP and some other international travel opportunities while you're here. So welcome, Victor. Thank
1: you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Great. Donna, I want us to jump right in and, and talk in general about some of the opportunities that Western students have in terms of international travel
2: well there's there's many uh, the first one um, that I coordinate is Icep is it's mm-hmm. our study abroad program where students can go abroad for a semester or for a year and they also have a summer program for students in especially in certain majors who can't really take a semester abroad for their coursework um, and then I also um, starting to coordinate faculty led travel okay. Um, such as the, the annual um, summer trip to Spain that Dr. Mm-hmm. Bakhtirova has, and uh, the Italy trip in the intercession that Dr. Farina does, and then there's many other kinds of um, faculty-led travel. Some are, most are attached to courses, mm-hmm. uh, which will go either during spring break week or immediately after the spring semester. Um, and as uh, there's a lot of club travel as well that students can do. Yeah, uh, there's community service trips, things like yeah, that. Yeah, there's great opportunities yeah. here for travel. Mm. It's it's just so much fun.
0: Um, Victor, I asked you to come today because I know you've taken many of these opportunities oh, yes. um, <laughs> on your own. So talk to us a little bit about your, your very first travel that you did.
1: So my first study abroad was in Thailand, actually. When I was thinking about where to go, I thought to myself, hmm, I want to see something completely different than anything I've ever known, uh, anything that I've ever been experienced to something outside of my comfort zone. So I decided to go across the globe, and I <laughs> went to—I uh, literally went halfway across the globe, yeah. and I went to to Thailand because it was something that I hadn't seen. I wanted to to just explore something new. Um, this, kind, this decision was kind of motivated for me because Western had other smaller trips, like Donna was saying, that I had mm-hmm. an opportunity to take advantage of, some through— um, the clubs like the tri- the adventure clubs trip to Guatemala, mm-hmm. the campus student centers trip to England. And it was it was a an amazing and profound first experience for myself.
0: Yeah. So you were gone for was it a
2: year one or a semester one? No, or? He, this was a summer program in Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Yeah. So my fir- oh, five weeks, four, weeks, four uh, weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yep. And he earned six elective credits. That's oh, wow. that's what the summer programs in at ICEP are six elective credits.
1: Yeah, when I, when my first study abroad program was, like I mentioned, in Thailand. I studied Thai culture and Buddhism over okay. there. It was a really fascinating subject because I'd always been um, curious about learning about Buddhism and foreign cultures. Um, and like I said, as Donna said, I was able to take the credits and transfer them back to my major, even though it wasn't directly applicable. Mm-hmm.
0: So talk about a little bit, because had you done a lot of international travel before the Thailand trip?
1: So I've i done a little bit, but not not nothing, of the expanse of a study abroad program. Mm-hmm. I would say um, the trip to the, the trip that I'd done with the London Dublin trip through the school was about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, the trip that I'd done with Guatemala was about four or five days, but it was it was really scary. Yeah, it
0: was, it that's re- what I know. When I talk with students about it, that there's a lot of nerves and anticipation because you're you're there for a hunk of time, and in some cases like this. You know, I think maybe going to Ireland is a little less intimidating <laughs> than taking off and going to Thailand. Very true. I think for a lot of our students, that's probably true. So can you talk just a little bit about some of the, the areas that, you know, maybe you were nervous about or and, and then what happened with that once you got there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So for myself, uh, coming into Thailand in particular, one of the things that was... Uh, a little bit of a sticky wicket for me was not being able to speak the language. Yeah, um, that was that was definitely a little bit of a point of discomfort for me because when I when I
2: the courses were in English.
1: The, right? Yeah, yes. no. The yes. The, yes. The, right. the the yeah. way I quickly mitigated this yeah. was I realized that all <laughs> the courses were in English, um, and in a very comprehensive way that I was able to do. And a lot of my peers there had spoke English. It definitely took um, some time. To get used to the language, I ended up learning how to bargain in the marketplace. Though by the end, <laughs> yeah. so that was a fun point because when yeah. you can get to bargaining in the marketplace at the end, absolutely, that's a fun, that's a fun, that's a fun sticking point. Um, and then I, I think the other thing is I've never left the U.S. for such a long mm-hmm. period of time. You know, it's um,
2: and it came back, and it you came back, and it changed you.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, it really did because being away for what so, ways? Yeah. Um so I would I would say that it it helped me it helped me be exposed to a different style of living than I was used to because mm-hmm. here in the here in the United States we have a we're very privileged. We we are very very um fortunate in our in our daily lifestyles and so some of the the things that were not there like donna knows (laughs) is for example i very quickly learned that they didn't have free speech in thailand Mm -hmm. actually when when i got i'll I'll tell a quick funny story um when i got
2: less majesty or something yeah
1: there's a law there called la majeste
2: yeah
1: um where basically you don't Talk bad about the king, or you mm. have faced the risk of imprisonment. And I was mm. unaware of this rule right away, and so mm. I got to my university, which happened to be a space space, safe space, thankfully, yeah. for the in, in application to this rule. Right. But I, in in the in the middle of the the administrative forum, I basically said to my coordinator, "So, Ball, what's what's the deal with the king?" And he just looks at me. <laughs> he, he he like me, clo- beckons me closer. He's like. I'm like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. So, so definitely, like it was, it was a really that was a profound experience for me because it was something that something
0: that we take for granted mm -hmm. and it's so natural to us to talk about our government and the, you know, the ups and downs of different administrations and things. To not be able to do that had to be, you know, just a really bizarre experience. I would think.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And maybe
0: a little scary.
1: It it was actually yeah. because I I'd heard stories about a couple of um, my friends friends who I made there who had actually um, been in protests and then civil civil um, struggles and so this was my first experience actually getting um, getting a taste of these challenges against the country yeah. on a large mm-hmm. scale. Yeah. which is something that we we don't see on a day-to-day basis here in the right. US. You know, right. and I th- I think like another powerful thing for me was seeing the seeing the the poverty there. Yeah. It's it's there. It's uh, we, we live in Danbury, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So we we don't see homelessness on a day-to-day basis. But I had to walk to school every day, which was about a half hour trek. Yeah. Um and over the course of that, you you get to see um, the the different styles of living, the different styles of housing, but also you get to see some of the poverty that that through mm-hmm. the the on a day to day basis, which was really profound.
0: Yeah. Now you've gone on and done more travel since that time too, so can oh, yes. you talk a little bit about some of that?
1: So. The, the week after I got back from my, th- my Thailand study abroad, I went up to Donna and I was like, Donna, <laughs> I gotta sign up one for else the is next out there. I gotta <laughs> sign up for another one. What do we got? This I wanna go
2: to semester this time, yeah. Yeah, I
1: wanna do a semester. And she was like, okay, we're gonna have to hurry with the paperwork. I'm like, I will do that. Um, and so I ended up deciding to go to Spain. Um, the,
2: the, the, Which was again out of your comfort zone in a way. You didn't have a lot of the language. Oh right?
1: yeah. I, yeah, Spain was a little different than Thailand because I had like a, a little bit of the. I'd right. taken Spanish a few years, okay. Um, and I took a course at the university just to to meet the language requirement. But I it was, it was definitely different. <laughs> the program, thankfully, was a um, immersion program for the Spanish language there for for in, beginner intermediate level. Okay. Um, and so it was a really. Um, it was, it was a really fun experience, actually, yeah. because Spain was a full semester. Mm-hmm. So the, the courses were different. We had an international cohort of over 300 from across the globe. Nice. It was, oh my God, I, I made friends from everywhere. Um, after my, my study abroad in Spain, I ended up going off to backpack for about a month and a half. And I got to visit so many of the friends mm-hmm. I made. And I, I've, I can now say I've visited 17 countries. Oh, wow. And quite frankly... Mostly for the price of coming to W for for the yeah. tuition, room and board yes. for coming to right. WCSU.
0: Right, uh, it's incredible. You know, um, I just want to touch back on the the thing you said about being able to travel um, after your program and things, because I think that's one of the things I hear from students over and over again is those opportunities. Um, you know, we have one of our former RAs. Rob Zucco, oh yes, yeah, was also oh, yes. someone he went to Malta, went, I think, and that for his launched
2: his whole his whole thing, career. and he has
0: he has just he was Peace in the Corps. Peace Corps for a while, and yes. now he's in Shanghai teaching English. Yes, and uh, I think he's in his second year there now, and he was just last month he was he was off bathing elephants in. Uh, sri lanka yes and yeah. the month before that he was hiking in the himalayas yes and you know he has been just he's just incredible. been all over that area he was in japan back in the spring i hope and, he's
2: gonna write a book
0: <laughs> I, you know i hope so too and yeah. he's taken these incredible pictures and things so yeah. you know through the joys of facebook i get to see a lot yeah, about exactly. about what <laughs> he's doing but you know donna i think lots of students who go are are just like that they get bitten by this bug. Yes. Then, and, yes. And, and
2: sometimes it, it changes their, well, I mean, that's, uh, you know, they, it's, it's, they share a new lens of seeing the world, right. but sometimes it changes their career aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a student a couple of years ago, he, he, he came in and his, his goal was he was criminal justice. He yeah. wanted to be a state, state cop. Mm-hmm. And he went to England and he took some criminology courses. And it totally opened his – he came back and he's like, oh, wow, I'm going to work for Interpol. I am going I might work for the CIA. I, I need to – you know, it, it just totally expanded his – the view of what he could do with yeah, his career. Yeah, something
0: from being like a municipal cop somewhere. Yes, into, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's incredible um, what it does. You know, we talked about some of the other opportunities that, that people have. So, you know, you talked about going on the um, Guatemala trip with mm-hmm. the – it, what's the adventure club? Club. adventure club? that was with Pana, wasn't it?
1: Oh yes, it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I, seeing pictures of people doing that one too, and you guys got caught in a, in a storm or something during yeah, that, we didn't got, you? So we
1: got caught in a blizzard yeah. on top. Not, I'm sorry, not blizzard. We got caught in a hailstorm. A hailstorm, um, right? Um, yeah. in the middle of summer on top yeah. of a volcano. Whoa. So that was it was a crazy <laughs> An additional adventure.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> adventurous adventures. So. Um, and but so there are opportunities like that, too. I know that the student center and campus centers have done the trips to England and Ireland pretty yeah. much every year for the last 20 years or so. Um, I mean, We've had a few years off, but there are just all kinds of of different opportunities. You mentioned, Donna, the the Florence trip. And I know there's one this summer going to
2: India, well, there, right? There were, yes. Yeah. Um, well, that was part of a. Again, a credit course. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get enough students to run that trip. But oh, a lot of times, the first shame. time a trip is yeah. offered, um, and I, I told this to the to the professor, I yeah. said, "You know, word will get around, and hopefully next year we'll yeah. we'll fill it." But because it's a real, they go to Dharamsala, which is where the Dalai Lama mm-hmm. is. So it's a real bucket list kind of trip. Yeah. Um, so uh, now to the, the two students who expressed interest, you know, yeah. I said, "Please, you know, sign up again next year." Yeah. And, it was Hopefully. funny, the
0: first time I saw information about that, it was past the deadline, because I was like, I've got lots of vacation time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go, to do
0: that. You know, and it's funny, because I actually, when I first started working here, took advantage of one of the classes that took trips, so I uh, signed up for an education class, and it was with John Caruso, and we went to Russia Ooh. and and to Estonia, so wow. we had a... Uh, two-and-a-half week trip or so, and we went to Moscow, and then we went to Tallinn, Estonia, Mm -hmm. and then we went to, it was still Leningrad at the time, because the Soviet Union was just starting to to break up. Um, And it was so great, because you had the classwork kind of backing things up, but because it was an education and because we were looking at things, we got to go to schools, Mm -hmm. we visited people in their homes, We, you know, traveled. Yes, it gave you a
2: window on the culture that you normally wouldn't see. Absolutely.
0: And then, you know, it it was fun because there were some opportunities to do some things away from the group for me, too. Um, They were all going shopping one day, and I'm not a huge shopper. So
2: I, no, no nesting <laughs> dolls Mary Beth.
0: I, I do have well I do have some. Um, and a little a few lacquer things and I've got a <laughs> couple of babushkas and you know. So I I did some of the shopping stuff but they they were taking a whole afternoon of going shopping oh. and I just I couldn't fathom it. But I had been in touch with somebody here who knew I was going and they talked to me they have uh these places in every big town called friendship societies at mm. least they did in in the late eighties. And so they said, you know, there's one in Moscow that's really close to where you're staying. Why don't you, you know, get in touch and maybe you can go visit the, the society and see what's going on there and blah, blah, blah. So I made some contacts and I reached out and, and we planned an afternoon. So while they went shopping, I jumped in a cab (laughs) with two of the guys who worked (laughs) at the hotel Because the cab drivers, even though I had the the name and address written down, (laughs) pretended like they couldn't understand me. And so there were these two boys who worked in the restaurant. And they're like, you can come with us. (laughs) I was really stupid, but it was fun. Um, So off we went, you know, tearing across Moscow in this cab. And... Went down to the Friendship Society. They dropped me off and went on home or wherever they were going. Hopefully,
2: you got a ride back. <laughs>
0: well, I'll tell you. So I went inside and and they were just finishing up. This is it got so weird. They were just finishing up a meeting and the mayor of Hartford, Connecticut, was there for no. this meeting. What? Because they were having a sister city oh. kind of meeting oh, and Hartford wow. had cool. become a sister meet. City. So they were finishing that up. But then I got to sit in on a meeting. They were looking at doing some things to change their education system. And one of the things they wanted to do was if kids were expressing a clear like career path that they were looking at, in this case, it was medicine, they were going to start schools that were more focused on that science aspect as early as a middle school. So they brought a bunch of these kids in and they were talking to them about you know, what are the kinds of things you're interested in having that are going to make this make you remain interested in and do things? So it was really wow. cool. Yeah. Um, and then when it came time to go back, I actually just took the subway, um, you know, because the subways are cool. So I walked along for a mile or so. Don't and they have in, art shop in them window. and everything? Oh, yeah they're, yeah. they're works of art just to go into. Yeah. They're just they're beautiful. Um hmm. Their escalators at the time were a little scared because you're going like it's like a <laughs> 10 story high escalator in some of these cases, and you're just at wooden escalators, you know, like wow. that Macy's has on the upper floors and just <laughs> down. And so it was, but what a phenomenal experience because you just, I really felt like I got to see what it was like for people living there outside of just going to the touristy kinds of places, too. And I think. You know, that's always been, in my travel, some of the things that I really have gotten the most out of is when you kind of get off that yeah. that beaten track. You know? And that's
2: it's one true. of ICEP's taglines is yeah. live like a local. Yeah. Um, because I think for the most part, students are having that experience.
0: Yeah, for
1: myself, when I went yeah. to, when I was studying in Thailand, I, I walked to school every day like a plethora of the students. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I lived in Spain. I, just like many of my cohort, I found an apartment. I learned to cook for myself. Yeah. I learned to, like, I, I live yeah. like a local. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So you had to do your own shopping and. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So basically our students are living like a student would live there and, and yeah. students are coming here to live like we, you know, our students right. live here.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's great yeah. things. Um, You know, what would you say some of the benefits are like academically or socially that, you know, either one of you, that you found Victor or Donna that you see students kind of come back with?
2: Um, well, I think they come back with their eyes are glowing, their <laughs> eyes are so bright, and they just have a sense of confidence that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they were in this other culture and they could handle things. And mm-hmm. and actually, we we their, the Career Success Center does um, a program program um, once a year with uh, the returning ICEP students, uh, unpacking your ICEP experience. So it's how mm. to articulate what they've um, experienced nice. in, on a resume yeah. in an interview, other than it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and just and then they really think about all the different kind of skills that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that they they got from from the experience. I mean, I think they first the the thing is they become conscious of the other culture. Yeah. And the, and sort of but and also about themselves, you know, and how this awareness mm-hmm. will be with them in the future. Because I'm like Victor, I mean I could I could say, you know, he's one of my student ambassadors. I mean he's <laughs> phenomenal. But he's he's gonna have an impact on you know the world. He's, yeah. you know, he's a future. He's a global citizen. He's going to be a future employee. He's going to be a future leader. So it's all. I think it's very important for students to, to have this a significant experience abroad. I mean, it's it's gonna. They're gonna understand the world they're going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, the world they're going to be in after graduation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I so. mean, for myself, on a on an academic personal <coughs> level, um, after I came, kind of like Don, kind of echoing what Don was saying earlier, I actually had a career change as a result of. Uh, these study abroad yeah. programs, like it completely reshaped what it what I wanted to do with my life, and it was a it was a very meaningful time for me because I, I went into Western wanting to be a research assistant in the mm-hmm. field of psychology, which. Which was it, I still have super interest in. Um, <laughs> however, at the same time, when I got there, I realized I wanted to work on the ground with people, with grassroots community organizing, working with the homeless, working with those in in, in, po- in the poverty spectrum. So on that front, it was a it was a very um, life changing and worldview mm-hmm. changing experience. Academically, one of the cool parts was that. All of the courses that I used I was able to transfer right back into my my, yeah. my program. You you have to do a little finagling, mm-hmm. working with different departments, working with a little doing the department
2: some department chair, you know, yeah, getting signatures yeah. on the courses abroad and things doing like that. Doing some pre
1: planning, yes. but nothing that I did there count discounted me towards um, anything else. Everything right. I used it didn't take away from my time. Mm-hmm. Currently at Western, which was something that was very helpful for me as a student,
2: and we try yeah. and do that. We don't want students to be set back a semester right. or a year to study abroad. We really try yeah. and work with them on on their courses, and you know yeah. if, if they have a lot of electives, great, because those are the kind of courses that you can take that are unique to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, like Victor probably did that well in Thailand, certainly. But you know if you're going to go to scandinavia take a course about the vikings because you're yeah. not going to get that at western yeah yeah <laughs> so um you know i just i tell students that you know don't try and take like all accounting courses right. take some things you can't take yeah. here take
0: something and that's interesting and, <laughs> like my
2: advice to freshmen as yeah. always save some of your electives and they also mm-hmm. they transfer in the easiest yeah. Too.
0: yeah
2: um because some some certain majors you can't you know you, that you're not allowed to take the courses abroad. Right. Education is one. Nursing is another.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I think maybe meteorology. I mean, there's some yeah. majors that it's very difficult mm-hmm. to, to get courses abroad. But so even nursing now
0: has a has done a yes, a, they, just a time abroad, not necessarily a. It was a, a part course. of a nursing yeah. course. Yes. Yeah. They went so, to Greece. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you know, even when you think that it might be something that isn't going to work for you, yes. then something comes up and it right? is too. Yeah. So. Don't be afraid to experiment. Um, if people are are interested in study abroad, what what are some of the first steps they should take?
2: Well, um, they can come and talk to me, and I'd be happy. I'm always happy to go over the application <laughs> process. Um, and they have ICEP has simplified the process even from probably when Victor went abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's it's all online, and um, they've. Um, the course selection process is so much better. Before students, they have a range, they have up to 10 choices they can list um, as far as going abroad. ISEP um, makes the match on exchange. Um, and then, but it's, you know, the, they used to have to submit a course list for every school on their mm. choices. Yeah. So ISEP now has, from a lot of feedback we gave them, um, <laughs> a, after they're placed they have a week to submit yeah. their course list just for that place, which makes so much more sense. Yeah. But since difference. they only have a week, I say to students: But when you're looking at programs, look at the courses anyway. Make mm-hmm. sure they have the ones you you need or you right. want, because otherwise you're going to get placed and then you're going to look at courses at that point and Say, well, <laughs> they don't have what they don't have yeah. anything I can take. So I just tell them: just Do a little of that research ahead of time anyway, so that when that's when you're placed, then you're ready to go um, yeah, with your approvals and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, now, one of the interesting things about ISEP, and I think you mentioned it briefly, is that you're paying a Western rate for your course of study. So right. it's not – there's there's your fees for travel and things that are going to be extra. Yes, yes. But the classes and things themselves are what you're
2: paying here. Right. Um, the students pay on exchange basically mm-hmm. a tuition room and board to mm-hmm. Western, and they go to the school – hopefully of their choice, yeah. um, they are responsible for their airfare. Mm-hmm. ICEP does uh, require all students to be on their health insurance mm-hmm. while they're abroad. Yeah. And that translates to about probably $100 a month for the four yeah. or, f- or five months. Yeah. Um, that's done at the end of the process. Mm-hmm. And then um, any student visa um, right. fees. Now, there are uh, countries that have higher fees, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, um, Europe, the European countries aren't, t- I don't think they're too high, although oh. I was surprised to have a student in Finland, and that, that was like a couple of hundred dollars, I was okay. surprised. So the student, but that's something that ISEP helps with and okay. we try and, you know, help you okay. with that process. Sometimes a student may have to go down to the consulate in New York, other times they can just do it online, yeah. depends on the country.
0: And we talked, there are some, opportun- oh, you were going to say something?
1: Yeah, no, I just wanted okay. to, to add in the, the, the cool part about our exchange program is that they also give students a stipend there. Yeah. So, for example, when I went to Spain, they gave me €2,400 Euros for okay. an apartment housing, for food.
2: For food, yes, because yeah. in European cities, there's no um, dining halls right. as such. Students are buying food to cook in their <laughs> flats, so they give them money for food wherever you are. I mean, if you wanted to go out you know, yeah. somewhere, yeah. you could use it for that. Exactly. Or, right.
0: And I know... Um, when I was looking on the website, there are some external sources that provide some, you know, assistance financially too. So don't don't be afraid to look for some of that help for finances if you're scared that you're not gonna be able to, to come up with the cost, you know, particularly, you know, a resident student. Probably is prepared to meet yes, some of those costs. Yes, and financial and, aid
2: does apply yeah. um, to your semester abroad. Oh, great. If you're if you're receiving financial aid, you you'll um, that semester abroad because yeah. you're our student and you're taking courses exactly. abroad and and getting credit and that kind of thing. So financial right. aid does apply.
0: You know, one thing I wanted to remind folks too is that you don't have to be studying abroad too to take advantage of some of this because we generally have international students here through yes, ICEP and yes. other programs yes. and there are lots of places right on campus where you can make those relationships with people while they're here and and start to learn about those other countries and and not have to necessarily have done the travel too so
2: yes <laughs> yes uh, students do live on campus um <clears throat> generally <clears throat> excuse me they come in from um, various places within the network. They're not. They're not coming exactly from the places that our mm-hmm. students are going abroad. Um, and I love to have them introduced to our students. Um, people like Victor, <laughs> who are je- very generous yeah. with their time and helping, helping yeah. students, helping welcome them here. Um, and they enjoy it. They like the location, obviously, yeah. because they go to New York quite, quite okay. frequently. But they like the professors. They like their classes. They come from some places. In some t- instances, they come from countries where. They don't get to know the professor. The pro- mm-hmm. They don't approach that professor unless there's a crisis, and I try to tell them, you know, you, they have office hours. You can discuss yeah. things with them. Um, so, and some yeah, of them are a little a little reticent yeah. about that, or or they might be at first a little reticent about um, speaking up in class. Mm-hmm. But when they see that that's sort of the norm, then uh, they usually kind of go with it and in the end they always enjoy and they're always (laughs) kind of sad to leave which is a compliment to us (laughs) absolutely
1: and kind of touching on that i've had two international roommates actually Mm -hmm. one from china and one from norway and i I, for using my my friend chris from norway like the the amount of nights we had just sitting on the balcony talking about our 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 countries and our lifestyles Mm -hmm. you learn a lot you grow you grow as a person through that dialogue that opens up um and I've, from the students I've made here, I keep in contact with a fair amount of them, and I, yeah. I've actually visited a few of them.
0: Nice,
2: nice. And what's nice about it too, when you know someone from a country and you hear of something happening in that country, mm-hmm. whereas you know you know someone there now that that could be affecting, and you yeah. look at the news from abroad yeah. differently as not well. That. It's not just some distant place that this thing is happening in. Yeah. If it's a, if it's someone you know is in that country. Then you have you just have a whole different perspective.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm getting signals from Pete that we've gone over <laughs> our time zone. Um, so, Donna, just quickly before we go, can you tell people if they're interested and want to talk to you about it, where do they find you?
2: I my office is in the Midtown Student Center, uh, two hundred seven, uh, within the Intercultural Affairs office.
0: Fabulous. I want to thank you Donna and Victor oh, um, for being welcome. here. We could go on forever, and, yes. you know, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Um, but thanks so much for talking about this this area of student life because it's it's really exciting and for people who do have a bit of that travel bug. Yes. Boy, what a way to to, you know, bring it into your life and your studies and and what an impact it has on you. So, thanks so much for being here. If we raised any questions that we didn't answer for you on the podcast, um, you can always reach out to me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And I will be happy to seek out an answer for you. Um, And I guess that's going to be it for now. So Mm -hmm. thanks again for being with us. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, bye. Listen in again.